the playoffs? Yeah. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We played them the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. It's the All Pro Bros Show. It's sports show where we put you in the know of who are the bros and the misses, the losers, to those scared the winners, those in the game. To the match, Ali Uber with the crew. Every test to bring you. Every virgin statistic, you caught up over your mystic. You removed the decisions, the opinions, the blow with the whistle, the flops, the fouls, and all of the issues. Every punch, every kick, every throw, every switch, every leap, every flip, every run, every twist. Speak it down in history. Each loss, each victory. Those in the winner's circle. To the losers bracket, every Gretzky, Brady, Ripkin, Jordan, and Matthew. Whether it's a field goal or a shot in the basket. Going for the gold or home runs. Gonna talk that talk, shoot with the pros, the All Pro Pro Sports Show. Yo, what's going on, y'all? You are now tuned in to another episode of the All Pro Pro Sports Show. This is your homeboy, Triple. Your boy, Red. <laughs> Here we go, Afonso Strong. I was about to say Afonso, but Afonso Pastrami, but. Roger Dobbins, a.k.a. Tom Brady's lawyer, as a big dumb. <laughs> so he does have some predictions that came true, uh, believe it or not, you know, saying, thinking he's Nas. So let's get, <laughs> let's well, get actually, well, actually, Nas got that from somebody, a guy, some guy, like, supposed to be some genius named Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, basically, give a history lesson. He was a dude who, who would you call a soothsayer who gave all these different random quote unquote predictions of the world, even up to like thousands of years ahead of him. But he was, he was a liar. He made some interesting guesses that came to pass, not too many, but he was a liar. That's all. So yeah, he, he was based out in France, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, ha uh-huh. ha, I assume they are. That was him. So yeah, yeah, just like false prophets, they'll they'll give some. He was. He's a false prophet, you know. Yeah, like they'll give some type of predictions that you you and I could predict. Like for example, they'll say, "Oh, this uh, ex president, this president might die at this time." But really, ex president like a George W. Bush senior. He was ninety five years old, but then the current president might have been Donald Trump, or right now Joe Biden. They might impact. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff That's like that. The Captain yeah. Obvious. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, it's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah, Captain Obvious. You can tell by the clouds. Stop it. Right. <laughs> oh, look at the weather. Like, come on. Basically. Like, weather report. So let's start with the NBA. We have officially finished with all the first round activity. And what a first round it was. Definitely some upsets. So we have Utah beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they beat them four games to one. The L.A. Clippers beat the Dallas Mavericks four games to three with the game seven. You had Denver beating the Portland Trailblazers four to two. I was really rooting for Portland, but once again, this wasn't enough this season. And this is the upset. Uh, I'm glad Chris Paul, a.k.a. Uncle Cliff, won Phoenix Suns. (laughs) L.A. Lakers four games to two. I mean... Man, talk about the West. Well, what, 
Well, was that really upset? Like, I mean, in the standings, Phoenix was ahead of them. But, you know, I guess because the Lakers were injured, so they figured, oh, if they got back healthy, they could win. But it still wasn't enough, and AD got hurt again. So, and now with his, with his, he's because he's injury prone. Let's be honest, AD's a phenomenal player, but he's injury prone. The only reason why they won it last year is because of the short season. I mean, it's a short season this year, too, but they had a long layoff. In the bubble, three months before they went to the bubble, then it was a short season, and so they were able to get their stuff together. But this year and going forward, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know. The reason I say it was an upset is only because the Lakers are defending champions. Um, well, yeah. Other than that, based on rankings or standings, no, they are. It was not an upset. Um, and you're right. It was because of the injuries. And honestly, with AD and LeBron on the floor, I think the stat is they provide literally almost half and up of the points that the Lakers make. So when both of them yeah. are out, teams are scoring them that same amount, um, give or take. Crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Even one, of, one of them is out, like especially AD, that, that, that hurts them. You had a both of them because LeBron was out of certain part, even though he, in the closing game, <laughs> he averaged 29. But yeah, that that team really, it's 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 just too top heavy for just those two. Like it's not evenly balanced after that. Like, you know, you can like to win a championship consistently. You, you're going to have, yes, you have your two to three superstars, but you have to have other other guys that are really, that will do the work on a consistent play, good, be good to great role players on a consistent basis. Yep. And typically, I don't know the exact percentage off the top of my head, but usually when LeBron's on a team that loses, like, say, the first game in the playoffs in the first round, he usually goes off and gets gentleman sweeps. I forget the exact percentage. I heard it recently. This time didn't matter. They lost key game. They would they lose one game. It might catch up, but then it just wasn't enough. Especially, like you said, once Anthony Davis was out, he was huffing and puffing. I was watching the games. He was, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't saying he didn't know, but he can't continuously carry the team on his back, you know, trying to score 40, 50 plus points. He can't do it every single night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, nah, he definitely wasn't. Wasn't looking good at all. Nah, and Chris Paul wanted it. Dude was playing hard, you know. Yeah, and of course, Man, I like. I like. Yeah, I like to see how far they'll get. You know, I mean, at least the Lakers didn't go far. That's good. I mean, I was speaking from objective for but it's a Celtic fan. That's good that they didn't win since we also had no chance of winning. <laughs> it scared me out the door. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, Portland once again. They could not manage to go past the first or the second round. I mean, question, guys, do you think Damian Lillard should look for another team or should the team restructure? I mean, I mean, it could be a little bit of both. I mean, even though they, they've been some talks, like he, like he, they've seen him online. Looking online and I'm seeing things like he's he, he's like shout out to Broad and say hey Broad make that call or something like it's like he said he, at one point he said yeah I'm, I'm be lawyer stay here hopefully double structure probably but I think he's he, he's starting to see right like he's getting tired I'm tired of it the only time he made it out the f- first round was the two two years ago I th- I think going into the conference finals I mean at least recently 
the last four, four other than that four out of the last five he's been he's been stopped dreading the tracks in the first round so obviously it, it for him to make it out even that one time he's he's the he's being that that good that very good to great player it's the team around him that is not very good so it, it to me I'll, I'll i'll be like look Instead of saying, oh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely good to stay loyal, but he's been, I think he's been there for a while. Say, just tell him, hey, you guys really need to find me some help here to be competitive, not that you got that you got to do what you got to do, whether he's going to force a trade or, or or go somewhere. I mean, like I said, the super team mentality, obviously, this league has become watered down and it, and it feels some kind of way versus how we grew up in the 80s, 90s to early 2000s, what we saw, but... You know, I mean, yeah, I'm just, just, I'm just gonna say, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, super teams are a new concept. Yeah, they're, they're not a new concept, but back then they were they were built via through trades. Now it's like people doing it themselves. So, yeah, though, that's fair. NBA is cracking down on that for sure, though. Yeah. So, so I know a lot of Boston fans are tweeting to an old 2012 tweet, which someone uh, said. Hey, hey, Dane. It was like a Boston Celtics fan page. He said, "What up, Boston?" So people were replying to that tweet from over like it was about 10, 11 years ago, uh, saying, "Hey, come to Boston. Get the well, back." Here's the well, thing. Like, I, 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 I would accept him in a heartbeat. I mean, if they have to make the right trade, and uh, here, here's here's the here's the problem that I've seen with uh, here's the problem that I've seen with uh, the Celtics going after big name point guards. Uh, the problem is they, they don't really pan out well in Boston. Like, look at what happened with Kyrie. Kyrie decided to, you know, he, he got he got himself hurt, and he ended up walking away, th- um, and, the, and the Celtics got nothing out of it. Let's look at what's going on with it. He left so, because of racism. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that, that was not, big, that was such BS. I'm not, I'm not even going to touch the stuff that he was talking about. Okay, let, 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 let's, let's, let's move on from Kyrie. Let's look yeah, at head, what's yeah, so let's let's look let's let's look at what's going on with Kimba. Kimba can't stay healthy for some reason. He got a massive contract with the Celtics, and he's always hurt. Okay, the I I don't know what it is that whenever whenever um the Celtics go after a big name point guard, they don't always pan out well. At least in Boston. Yeah, okay. like, I, like, I, and, and it's been sure you brought that up. Here's the thing, like, and we had IT before. He wasn't a big name at the time. He stayed two and a half years, and then he was one of the greatest things. Unfortunately, the demise that happened to him getting hurt as well. But, but, but here's the thing for Kyrie, I, I mean, you probably weren't gonna, we weren't gonna tell that. So that's one one thing I won't blame Danny. You know, the scam you on. I won't blame him for that. But when he started noticing signs, he should have traded him for Kemba. There were reports out there, even though we, even though we might have not known, but there were some reports out there, and there was some knowledge that that he had an author. Yeah, bad, he had bad knees. So, so, I, so I, that's, think, I think those reports. I think that was reported. I think when he was in college too. Yeah. So, 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 and there was a reason why Charlotte and, and MJ, who was one of the worst owners when it comes to building a team, but didn't give him the max. That was one reason thing he got right, if anything. Oh, and and, and to touch on that particular situation, but we'll do that after the playoffs. Discussion. Yeah, so yeah, so if they weren't gonna give him the max in Charlotte, what makes you think he was gonna pay it out long term here, health health wise? I right. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, see he's a great player when he's on, but 
that it, when it's available, but the versatility is availability, as we learned from uh, as we learned from Bill Belichick in, in just other sports. It's and this guy can't hardly can stay on the court, so that's what that's that's why they're looking to trade him back. Well, I saw one article where they were saying bring back uh, Isaiah Thomas and do right by. I, I'm I, I'm with it. Even if well, it's it, Here's the thing that comes, lot, out, comes off the bench. I'm with it. Well, here's the one thing that a lot of people um, don't um, don't realize that you know the first the first thing about you know um, sports is it's a business. So if, if the Celtics wanted to trade away the player, there's a particular reason why. And so I understand what, uh, what a lot of people are saying. Uh, what a lot of people are saying is like, well, you know, um, this should be loyalty for for the um, fans, or at least for the players. Uh, the, the the teams always uh, are always taking a chance. Um, with players, okay. So, uh, so when it co- when it comes down to when it comes down to actually um, a business sense, it, it it makes sense. But you know, at the same time, because at the end of the day, it's about you know making money. And so, if, if trading away it was you know the best you know thing for the Celtics to trade them away, then that's what they were going to do. I'm not saying that it's right, but that's what it what that's what it is. From a business standpoint, it was the best decision from. Us as fans, I was mad. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted them to to wait for him to get healthy, but then as we saw on the other team he was on after the fact, was it Cleveland? Something like that? Yeah, Cleveland, and then and then went to the Lakers and then he was started doing the world tour circuit when you know you're about to retire soon. Because <laughs> he's just and, and, I, and, I, and I don't think he should I think I still think if he's healthy he can still play. Like I think like I personally as a like I was mad when they did it too. I thought they did him dirty. Like just the way just the way they kind of did him. You know what I mean? Unlike you know before when when they traded the the last big three they told him okay this was gonna happen. Then he just said okay <laughs> oh he's hurt every Kyrie's available oh, screw you screw you and then Kyrie ended up I don't know whether that was common for us that Kyrie ended up being a head case but you know it's it's what it is I mean yeah I mean if if you were to get him back even if he's because right now he's he's not gonna be that max player guy like he was trending to be at that particular time before the injury so you can get him for the cheap he could come off he could come off come off the best considering if you have a, a reliable point guard and he can give you quick buckets. Oh yeah he's the, he's uh, that good. Well oh, yeah. let me ask you all this when viewing the Brooklyn and Boston series besides it being frustrating um what weaknesses and what strengths did you see on the Celtics versus Brooklyn? <laughs> I have to really think about this one <laughs> because the, the Boston didn't have a lot of strengths. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this from what I, from what I've seen. Um, I say if you can if you can at least if you can at least get um at least I'll start with the weaknesses and I'll end on the I'll end on a uh, on the strength. One of the things that the Celtics need is, uh, and I've been saying this for a long time, the Celtics need a center. Okay? And it actually kind of showed, uh, because again, you have a team who's got DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. Okay? Two um, two of the most dominant um, power forward and centers that I've seen at least within the past, like, what, 10 years? Or so? Um, the Celtics need an actual center and power forward. Um... Yeah. So if they can, if they can at least go, uh, if they can at least go back to um, doing the old school way, you know, um, 
either develop somebody um or um yeah i'll drop somebody and then develop them into a a, a, a powerhouse then okay cool or what you uh what you're gonna uh what you're gonna uh, need to do is go into uh i'll go into um free agency and actually pick somebody up stop getting point guards okay and actually get and actually get you know um and actually get somebody who's actually willing to um you know come come off the bench or even like you know do what old school um, point guards used to do willing to pass the ball and let everybody else score they have that point on uh, like old school point guard mentality first yeah rondo's the last is the last of that true breed yeah yeah between rondo and chris paul okay excuse me Chris Paul's because you know, because because um, I know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still very relatively young. If you can at least keep those two together and as happy as possible, um, and like I said, get a power forward and um and a center as well as like uh, as well as like you know a pass first point guard. I think the Celtics um I think the Celtics will actually be really good. Okay, but again, um. I don't get paid enough to actually, to actually think, uh, to give them my opinion. But that's just something. Okay, because I'm just saying, you know, I, as a fan, it just bothers me that they just don't, they, they don't see it. Yeah, okay? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just going to piggyback on that. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with those weaknesses because uh, outside Tristan Thompson, he was shouting for a game or two. He, he pretty much looks stiff that whole series. He's been stiff majority of that season. Tristan is not the same player when he first was with Cleveland or even f- five years ago, even a couple years ago. He's not that dude anymore. Like, what? We, like, and, and this is <laughs> why we're going to get into your boy that just got fired. I mean, sorry, he stepped down <laughs> because because of ma- ma- making making these type of moves. When he was supposed to make the Hayward move, he was supposed to, that, that was the, just the final straw to me. He was supposed to get, I'm trying to remember, he was supposed to get a, a Miles Turner. He would have been that center. Now, now unfortunately, now, centers still uh, work from the outside, but he would also work inside. So he would have been the best of both worlds. Would have given you 13, 15 points a game, and then they were supposed to, I think, get, I want to say, some bonus or some, somebody there. So there was yeah, supposed, no, they yeah. like two, two good players. They wanted to be greedy. Yeah, no, because I know he was trying, uh, he was trying to go after uh, some bonus. Um, oh no, Victor Oladipo as well. Yeah, he wanted to Victor Oladipo to add on top of that and talk about being greedy. So that so that was so that so that, so that that killed what we were talking what what me and you were thinking right there. That's it would have fit it would have fit it perfectly. You would have found oh, a, and and for somebody from the inside because I think my starter might have been he could have been the center, but he could have been the power forward, and this bonus would have been the center inside. So you know, so it's, he messed that up, and then. In terms of the point guard, yeah, you still you right now you still need your point guard to score nowadays. But in terms of passing the ball well and hitting the ball, if if only like I said, if Kemba Walker would if he found somebody who had a mindset like Kemba Walker but was healthy, yeah. then, that, then that would be a problem. So those are the two things that obviously hurt us. And then you know, of course, we have Rob Williams. They call him the Time Lord for whatever reason. <laughs> like like he when he's on the court, he's he's pretty good. He's not a shooter, but he knows how to work inside. But he can't stay healthy. So for me, he should remain the backup. You need to get a starter like of that caliber, like what we're talking about. Yeah, because um, the, the thing the thing about um about um Williams is he's good. 
uh, and you're right because I think the, the the thing about Williams, like he, I think he just needs to be developed a little bit more. Um, and he can't stay healthy. Yeah, no, he can't stay healthy. But like I said, one one of the things I could, um, one of the things I kind of, um, one of the things about him is this: he's a, uh, um, he's he's definitely a great, um, uh, he's definitely a great, um, d- great defensively. Yeah. Um, and his scoring, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just okay. Um, but it's one of those, it's one of those kind of things with, with the Williams. Like, if he could at least develop his offensive, uh, offensive at least um, close to where his defense is, he could at least be in the starting lineup at the very least. True. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, you know, uh, th- this is just one of the things that the Celtics need to do is that they need to develop people to at least um, to put them in uh, to, uh, to play them in um, um, big games. Because like I said, the Celtics have been is- um, having issues with um, big men for the past 10 years. Okay? Maybe and longer, so- actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I, well. The last big man who we had who was at one point, but he wasn't healthy uh, in terms of like a good big man was Shaq, but he wasn't healthy when he came here. So it's probably, well, yeah. That, no, that was, no, the, the last big man that the Celtics had that had those halfway decent was Perk. And that was back in like 09, 2010 ish. Perk was good, but still, so like once he left. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Perk yeah, was still yeah, like, 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 like Perk was serviceable. Like he wasn't great like that. Like offensively, he was not that good. But in terms of he, defense, he's he great defensively. He was very defensively. His, his his usefulness was He's going. He's going to at least. He's going to at least make sure to. Um, he, he he reminds me a lot of um uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Russell's going to at least you know make sure. Uh, he's going to give you at least um about fifteen points a game, but he's going to make sure he's going to shut you down on the other end. Yeah, yeah. Bill Russell was better than Perk. Perk was giving you a little uh, less than half of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Offensively, yes. I'll add this to the conversation. I think one weakness with the Celtics, I don't see a lot of chemistry right now. You have a lot that of is good, have, that is true. You have a lot of shooters, you know, but it's looks like folks on a block. You have a whole lot of shooters, but who's leading y'all to the right path? You know, what I'm right. saying? no one's leading right. them to the right path right now. Uh, I heard this is just rumor and hearsay. I'm not confirming anything, but you know, Brad Stevens when he was the coach was he was wasn't having the same chemistry with the players themselves. So all around. There were just a lack of chemistry. See it on the yeah. court, and clearly there was something off the court. One uh, one strength is that we have a future with Tatum, Brown, and Mackie Smack. We got to keep that dude. He is the heart and soul of the subject. Uh, and he's uh, the he's uh, in every area. Awesome. As a starter, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but yeah. at least those three guys. We need them along with Langford, along with uh, Williams. Those guys alone are core. Am I saying gut the rest of the team? No, you better keep tackle falls. That's my dude. But other than that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? don't give it a talk. Don't give it a talk. Uh, 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 about that, yeah. <laughs> Tatum and Brown, sure. You can gut the rest of the team. I'm sorry. Marcus Smart, he could I could do with or without him. And if, if he stays, he should not be yes, he should not be a starter. Like I'm sorry. Why is that? Give a reason. If, if you look, if you've been if we've been paying attention for the past couple few years, I mean, yes, and this comes down to the coach too, and that's why 
But, you know, Brad, when it comes to culturally superstars, there also was chemistry issues, and they were about to get rid of him, too. But since they paid him for the next few years, and, and thanks to Diddy giving him that contract, that's why they promoted him to president of GM, while Diddy was being forced out with claiming his step retirement. But you, you know, nobody to rate him in when he's taking these shots. It's like, he, yeah, he, he'll have the average shooting percentage from three, but look at when he's taking some of these shots. You make a few and you think he's Steph Curry, and then he's bricking the rest of them and still bricking them instead of going inside, taking those shots, or passing the ball off and, and sticking to the defense that he's good at. Like, look at the timing. And, and it's frustrating. Like he, that is he true. I over and over and over. Like we've seen this for years. Not there just were times that he would take threes. I'm like, what are you doing? But he started getting better. But it was like too little, too late. Around yeah. the end of the regular season, into the playoffs, him so, having so, a three point percentage by that point was too little, too late. Yeah. So at, at this point, it's like if you want to keep him, that's cool. But he should definitely not be a starter. Like get a get a healthy point guard. Trade out, try to trade. I'm gonna say try to trade Kemba because that contract is still launched. I think he has what two, at least two years left, if not three. So, yeah. So, so, so if you're getting somebody, if you're lucky, they'll take half. If you're lucky, you know, if you get some, some, a couple pieces back from that, but you know, maybe you could get an expiring of something, you know, so to help you out. But the 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 main the main thing is. The the future goal is to get a get a, a good, very good to great healthy point guard, and, and who can control the ball, who can be that starter, and you know mark the spot if you're keeping them, keep them on the bench. But if you got to trade them, do what you got to do. But and but in terms but in terms of the rest of the team, it's like especially the great ones, like they're like you have a bunch of stiffs out there. <laughs> it's like being a VIP, but they all look stiff. <laughs> you think you think. Let's move on. Let's move on. So Brooklyn beat them, of course, four to one. Gentlemen, sweet. Uh, Brooklyn looked good out there, but similarly, they're still having issues in terms of staying healthy with their three, with the big three. Um, I mean, Harden's now out. Um, I don't know when he'll be back. Uh, Durant and Irving are still holding it down, but who knows? One of them might all of a sudden get injured again. So yeah, that's so, and that's, right, and. Before we jump to the semi-finals, Milwaukee swept Miami. I was super disappointed in Miami, but <laughs> Milwaukee wanted it. Giannis wanted it. He's tired of everything that we and others have been saying about his performance, which has been true. But this year, he's showing that so he might just be the playoffs MVP. You know what I'm saying? Let, 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 I'll say, yeah. you know, I'll say let, let's... let's Still hold that out until he actually proves he actually proves himself. So, yeah, because as, as we're looking at this chart, as we put up here, they're down two old to the Nets. In despite the Nets' health issues, like you said, so the Nets it seems the Nets are that good, and and Milwaukee still still needs to improve some areas. But then again, I think Brooklyn Brooklyn had the home court advantage. So let's see if Milwaukee holds serve. We'll see. But if Brooklyn takes at least one of those games, I think this thing is over at five. I agree. So then we have the Washington Wizards had no kind of magic to beat the 76ers. Uh, I am happy to see the 76ers doing really well this season. Um, I was concerned when Embiid was injured for a game or two, but he killed it last night as of this recording. Um, and their Atlanta, man, they <laughs> they embarrassed my Knicks. Thank Nevitt. Trey Young, man. <laughs> Trey Young, he is... He's playing the bad guy role really well. 
And, and, and that's an indictment on the Knicks because and mainly in the and more showing Julius Randle's um um you know because I, I didn't watch a lot of Knicks games, but from what I can tell, but a few a couple of few I may have watched and, and from Julius Randle, he's that 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 um that team's MVP because without him that that team would have won twenty or less, but with him they won at least 40, 40 some odd games out of the seventy two. So that that shows you what it is, but that the team is also stiff because they 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 were the home team, and yet they lost in the gentleman's sweep four to one. I watched it. Those dudes were tired. They played so hard in the regular season that by the time they get to the playoffs, they're burnt. That's part of the reason they it's, lost. Especially that like the last two games they played against Atlanta, they were exhausted like the whole game. So they they didn't have a chance. Yeah, that, but that's uh, that's crazy though. Like it, it wasn't the, but it's, like the series wasn't competitive. It's like I would understand if even they lost, like for like within seven games or something like that. Even being a whole, I'm like, all right, within five, like really? And and you were you were you were supposed you were supposedly the home team, and this is the best they've done since what the last time they were the players was 2013, when yep. Carmelo was there. Yeah, ah, that's that, that's unbelievable. That's that's crazy to me. So if, if I if, if anything, it was awesome to see Spike Lee and all of his manner, uh, mannerisms on the sidelines, though. That was great. That was great. Like, if I'm Knicks management, I, I'll be looking at making some moves. Just like we're looking to make some moves with the Celtics, like a shakeup. Like, if Rag will know what to do, I mean, he's first, like, he's inexperienced in that job. It's the same with the Knicks. Like, if I'm Knicks management, even though the owner is really questionable, that's another story. No, but no, 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 no. Questionable is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I was being polite, <laughs> but but and but yeah, polite, I, I would. Is, <sighs> it's, it's, it's worse than stuff. Yeah, but I would definitely look to if if the management will get their head on straight. Yeah, I would definitely look to make some real moves if I was the next management because that shows as Julia Julius Randall and and a bunch of stiffs basically. Well, Julius Randall, let's get the other guy. Uh, who are like the main two putting in work on the Knicks. The rest of them, I'm not going to say the stiffs, but uh, that's not the word I would use, but they need to step up. Um, but they need more pieces, though, because once again, you can't rely on those two guys alone the whole season. Then come the playoffs, you're washed. You're just tired. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> so now the, the standings as of this recording um, Utah and LA Clippers played last night. Utah had an amazing game. They're they're leading one and zero. Then Phoenix and Denver. Phoenix leading one and zero. They play tonight at the time of this recording. And then Philadelphia and Atlanta are tied one and one in two very good games. And Fondre mentioned this. Brooklyn uh, is leading Milwaukee two zero. Um, will Milwaukee come back to form? Where they get that aggression back, we'll see. Um, do you guys dare fathom a guess in terms of the conference finals? Hmm. Given what I've seen, um, I'm going to make a bold prediction on this one. Um, I'm probably going to say Brooklyn um, and maybe Atlanta. Whoa. What about the West? I um, and as far as the West, um, again, I'm going with the bold prediction. I'm going to go with Phoenix and um, Utah. 
but Utah was the number one team in the West in overall league. So you would expect yeah. Utah to make it to the Western Conference Finals. We'll leave a Fosha Domus for last. Since this is the pressure is on. It's on. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Brooklyn and 76ers for the Eastern Conference Finals. And as much as I love to see the Clippers make it to the Western Conference Finals, I think they're gonna fall apart. I'm gonna say Utah. And since I'm pulling for Phoenix to win it all, I'm going with Phoenix. I would love to see Chris Paul win the championship. Okay. Yes. Um, now you said Joe and B came back, and they they they, they well, Philly was the one that just tied the series up. Yeah, last night, and B came back last night. He had a scared okay. mid game though, but he played the whole game for the most part. Managed the time he took out to Versace's uh, thing was quad or something like that. Okay. So this is how the predictions gotta go. Like you know, like when 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 you get new information, new things change. If a meet is not healthy, I would have to go with what Kyle said. But if a meet is healthy, then I would have to go with with Brooklyn and Philly, like you said. And then for the West, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's wait. I thought I thought MP was with Philly. So you saying if yeah, yeah. If, so you saying I know if, I said if if, if, yeah. if you mean if um. If Embiid isn't healthy, you going with Atlanta? Yeah, if he's not healthy, meaning if he's not playing, if he's okay, not going to play consistently. Okay, because you said the same thing twice. I was just trying to make sure that's all. If I heard you correctly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got so, you. I got you. But, but if he's healthy, then, uh, then I'm going to go with Philly, obviously. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Philly and then Brooklyn. And then for the exactly. for the West, yeah, 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 I'm definitely picking Utah. I still think Clippers still do Clipper things until you show me something different. <laughs> I, I still think they're losing in the in, in this in this series. And then uh, Clippers, yeah, yeah I, I might I might go with I wouldn't be surprised if Denver wins, but I, I'll go with the same thing. I'll go with Phoenix <laughs> as well. Man, I gotta see Chris Paul, aka Uncle Cliff. You know. Get get to the fi- uh, conference finals for once, you know. Yeah, well, he did get to what he did get there. He got there twice. No, no, no. He got there at least once. We know that was in 2018 against Golden State. That's the thing. Actually, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and win. Wait, they got they got there. Did they get there twice in a row? Did they get there against Golden State two years in a row? Who? Uh, when, when he was with the Rockets, when Cliff was, when, when I said Chris the was Rock- with the Rockets. Yeah, I think you're I right. Was he, I, was he on that squad? Yeah, he was on that squad for for a couple of years. Yeah, and he got traded to the Suns last year, last season. And at first, he remember, he didn't want to stay on the team. But they're like, no, we're not trading you. But they got a couple of pieces that works, and he's like, he's enjoying it now. So, but clearly when you're winning, you'll enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're winning, you enjoy it. When you lose, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, what, what, what does it say? Win, winners ha- have a thousand fathers, losers are an orphan. <laughs> wow, I never heard that before. Yeah, so yeah, so he was with he was with the Rockets for a couple of years. I know that. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think at some point he and um he and Harden were having issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Just to touch on the Celtics uh situation a little bit deeper. Uh, Brad Stevens is now the president since um, Danny Ainge, aka Daniel Ainge, aka Skinny Ainge, sat <laughs> uh, <laughs> down, air quotes. Um, 
don't know. He's new to the role. What do you guys think? Do you think he'll do well? His first well, president, first, you know, in the offseason? I'll put it to like this. Since he actually was since he was actually um working uh, working with the team, um one one would hope, one would hope that he'll make the right moves to in order to fill the team's needs. Mm. So, I agree. So, so I, I'm holding out hope. So I can't say for sure that you actually do well. Um, and given what I know about you know sports, anything can happen. I would say for the time being, I will say he'll do well. But I'll say let's wait until he actually makes uh, until he actually makes the certain moves. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, that's my, 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 just to piggyback on that, that's my sentiment as well. It's a wait and see approach because he doesn't have the experience on one hand, but on the other hand, he, he should know what the team needs. And what Danny wasn't giving him the, in the past couple of years, he's like, yo, look at what you've given me to work with. This is crazy. So, of course, him being this, like, yeah, I can, I can do better than this, but, you know, it's like making the trades work and et cetera, et cetera. So let's, so it's a wait and see approach. But I, but at the very least, if what we can say one thing, he should have the knowledge of what the team needs, being the coach. And we, we did hear that he was trying to, like I said earlier, shop that Kemba deal around. Now let's see what he, if he, if, if he will actually succeed, not just, not because of him, but, you know, like I said earlier, that contract is pretty hefty. Yeah, exactly. I think the Celtics are going to yeah, I think the Celtics will be a luxury tax um, next year. Yeah, but not only that, he's an injured. But for, for in terms of Kemba, he's like we said, he's injury prone. He has an arthritic knee. Looks like for life. So it's like, oh, you, you want to shop this to me, and you and you want us to take how much of that? So yeah, so he, right. So he has his work cut out for him in terms of that. That. In terms of uh, dealing with that, but in terms of you know dealing with everything else, we'll see how Paul falls in place. But the first thing he needs to do is is find a coach, and we could talk about a couple coaches we have in mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, I I know that we I know that we were discussing a, a few of them, and one of them I, I wasn't a big fan of what you guys were thinking, but that's just my personal opinion. What, but Mark? Well, I had to. Well, I had Mark a, Jackson was well. Well, well, I, well, my thing. Was, well, I have a few in mind. I, I like Chauncey Billups. He's a Finals MVP. I like Sam Cassell. He's won the Finals a few times. One with Boston, two with the Rockets earlier in his career. And you know, and they're both assistants on the team right now. Sam Cassell's being the longer term assistant. I, yeah. I don't have. A, I, I mean, why aren't you a fan of Mark Jackson? I think he would be. He would be a firm coach. He, but he's not. A, he's not won a championship. But I think. He could be a firm coach, and you know, and, and and redirect his team if if he was if they were to go in that direction. I don't know why there's such so much like Mark Jackson doubters around the league. Like if he set up Golden State to win up that first championship, but nobody wants to give him credit. No, 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 politics and anything. Absolutely, he he, uh, he does. I do give him credit for setting up you know Curry, Green, and Clay. But the problem with a lot of people don't realize like he doesn't know how to coach them. That was the issue that a lot of people um uh, doesn't give him um that's the reason why a lot of people don't like him. It's like yeah he saw the talent in those three but he didn't know how to coach them. Well, 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 well to, well, to be honest, Cur Curry was at the, at the beginning of his career he was injury prone. He had ankle issues, so he, so, he so that's why he still has uh, he still has ankle issues. Texas. Yeah, but but 
but when it came to he had a bet he he had a raw deal because prior to him coming in, the Golden State hadn't been to the been to the playoffs in quite a few years. And then when he got there, yeah, the lockout year in 2011-2012, yeah, they weren't able to do much there. But then when it came to 2012-13 and 13 and 14, he got him to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah first no, and second no. first and second round, but it's just that. Yeah, that was the rumor. Oh, he didn't know. But I think maybe and maybe there was some rumors, too, but, I, but it was more not about his culture, but more politics going on inside. And while, while as he was not able to advance further than he wanted to, to uh, advance in the playoffs, it was, I mean, Kurt, like I said, Kurt wasn't healthy during those playoffs. But but there were more. There was I don't know whether it had to do with, with with the Christian beliefs or maybe they something they thought he was homophobic something like there was there was some politics going on because you could have given the man more than two and a half years. No, I no I understand that, but like I said, the the issue that I, the issue that I have with it, and a lot of people, um, the main issue that what it was was his culture, uh, his culture thing, and the fact that I think he was putting. This is gonna sound wrong, and I apologize for the way I'm saying it. He was putting his he was putting his um beliefs over him coaching. Okay, but, I'm not sure yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but that that's like I said, that was a rumor because when they asked Eagle Dollar and they asked other people like that, they were like, "Yo, we had no problem. We 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 were we we were cool. We were cool with him with him being a Christian because there were there were quite a few Christians on that team, and they yeah. said, yeah." Like he never for like he said we never he never forced us to come with anybody and this is way after he was he he stopped coaching so like a lot of that I think that was all cap like I said when people have politics going on that's gonna that that that's gonna go resonate and you hear a lot of things like when they asked Andre Iguodala went on the Breakfast Club or interviews elsewhere he was like nah he was like he never he never forced us to anybody would never try to force anything on us yeah he said we'll have Bible studies he said it was an option and. We would gladly come, and sometimes we'll have it at our place. This, all this other stuff. So they had nothing but good things to say about the man. So yeah. it was the organization. It was the organization, the front office that never wanted. Him. Gotcha. I do remember all that. But yo, guy, just move on. Keep it current. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk real quick. Boxing: Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Logan Paul. This was an exhibition match. It was interesting. I'm playing some of the highlights here. For y'all, of course, my those listening to the podcast right now, uh, I watched some of the fight, uh, what I was able to see, and it was almost like a boxing match because as soon as Paul got popped that one good time, he was clinching a lot. Uh, you can see it right here, playing. You guys see it, right? Yeah, no, and, I, it seems, and it seems like uh, Logan is punching, but I don't know if he's, if he's how much he's landing, but it, it definitely looked like Floyd was. You know, but but then <laughs> Floyd was clutching a bit, but then it looked like from what I heard, because I didn't see the match, but from what I was, he, I was he, hearing. Right this here, it's clinching him a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right there, he knocked him out right there. And then, and then yeah, so this is funny. Like, like, like up, though, because literally Mayweather knocked him out, but he held him up for whatever reason. Well, it's the yes. most right there. Bro. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like, he actually. A lot of the fight, uh, Mayweather was blocking a lot. Because uh, Paul's rushing in with flurries, you know what I'm saying? Um, and right there, yeah. he's kind of like showboat. And clearly, he's the bigger opponent at 100 plus pounds and has a few inches. But Mayweather gave him the business, though. Well, well I, was, yeah. I was hearing, I, I was hearing there was a lot of hugging, a lot of save the last dance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you just saw it, right? You just watched it. So yeah. here 
it is right here. So Floyd Mayweather had 107 punches thrown to Logan Paul's 217, but Floyd Mayweather landed 43 punches versus Logan Paul's 28. So far as you say, uh, Logan Paul was not landing a lot of punches. He was throwing a whole lot, but you know, yeah, well, the, the defensive genius that he is was evading a lot of them, and he kept his fist up a lot. Uh, so basically, the percentage 40 percent punches were landed for Mayweather versus 13 percent for Logan Paul. Um, 13, but geez, so I think at this point, Logan Paul's now one and two. No, he's one, one, and one. One tie with KSI. I believe, no, he's one tie, two losses, zero wins, if I'm correct. Because he did not beat KSI, if I'm correct, uh, in their second fight. And he clearly lost on points to Mayweather. He's yeah. had, he had a huge payday, you know what I'm saying? Um, but in terms of professional, so here it is right here. Um Zero and one in terms of his career record. And he had a split decision versus KSI in 2019. I guess you're not counting the rematch that they had. Um, that's that's Man. that's interesting. Yeah, but the floor for the Floyd, obviously elected into international ball of and he deserves it. 12 world title by weight class and 154 pounds. 50 old pro boxing career, 27. Yeah, so they're not counting this one, even though we can see. On points that Mayweather would have won, but then but it's exhibition, so they're not going to count that. They just, like you said, wanted the show, so they did enough just to, you know, make, make it industry. But then a lot of people were like, okay, he, like you said, he, huh? People were booing during the match. Yeah, like dude, I was hearing it was a lot of save the last dance type of activities. He <laughs> accidentally was yeah. about to knock him up, and then he holds him up, and then to, to, like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They called Nelly. Hey, must be the money. The money. Exactly. Because the exhibition matches, they even showed it. Saw this much. The county was this one against Logan Paul. The one against that um, Asian kickboxer that he embarrassed. They even counted the one against the Big Show, aka Paul White, the professional wrestler. They counted that as a uh, exhibition match. But whatever. So, yeah. So he's still 50, you know. You know, um, he clearly won this one just based on points and percentages alone. So, but both of them had a huge payday. So, of course it won. I mean, for for uh, Floyd isn't gonna come uh, going to a box me anything less than like uh, a few mil at least. Because he made about I think half a mil a punch. They said that's crazy. Really? Yeah, it's a time stat by twenty seven. 27 million and half that, so you made about 14 million. And that's just yeah. how punches landed. That's not even counting how much he makes from TV ratings and, um, you know, whatever else was in the contract and just what was the purse for whoever wins. So this dude has multi, multiple millions that he's earned just for about less than 30 minutes. So they only boxed eight rounds. That's mm. nuts. Yeah, so, but hey, he, like he even said, he's like, yo, you guys are hating, but it's like, I'm a smart businessman. I was, you know, pretty boy Floyd I was knocking people out, but he realized, shoot, I can double and triple my, my net worth. That's when he became Money Mayweather. That's what you're saying in the uh, post fight. 
I'm not even mad at him as a businessman. It's like, yo, get your bread. You're, he's smart about how he goes about picking his fights, uh, which fighters he chooses to train, um, how he goes about his business dealings. I ain't mad at that. So, yeah. So, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Enough of yeah, but yeah. He gets cars, but you know, but that, but the cars is not the main thing you you got to look at. I mean, because you know those to appreciate. But he gets it. But besides his his houses and other assets, he gets a lot of watches. Because I hear watches also appreciate too. But he has other investments. So, but I want to really talk about that right now. I want to move on to Nemi Osaka. Um. So, yeah. anyone who follows sports. Um, they'll know that she dropped out of the French Open at first. She had said she was not going to attend any of the different press uh, uh, meetings and holdings and stuff like that, the press conferences overall, uh, citing that, you know, at first uh, protesting was what people thought she was doing. But no, she just said she wasn't going to attend them. That she'll incur any fines that were necessary. So it'd be like ten thousand dollars American every time she didn't show up to anything. Eventually, they they forced her hand to withdraw. Red and I were discussing essentially that when you go into a sport or a job or anything, you're expected to show up. You know what I'm saying? So on one yeah. hand, on the professional side. Uh, when you're dealing with stuff, they still expect you to show up. Your job don't care. Right. You know, but right. then on the other hand, uh, for her, her she admitted that she had social anxiety because she gave examples over the years. Like when uh, she beat um, Venus Williams some years back. Remember how she was like putting her, her hat low, her visor low over her eyes and she was embarrassed and didn't want to be there? Or when she'll come off snappy uh, and like, you know, the interviews where she keeps them short because she says she has, uh, you know, social anxiety. She wants to get out as soon as she can, you know. Um, so essentially, she withdrew and she's like, I got to take care of my mental health first and learn how to balance all this. Um, being one of the top women's tennis players in the world. Uh, and she's also pulled out of a tournament in Berlin and that's usually seen as a tune-up for Wimbledon so there's potential that she may, may withdraw from Wimbledon I'd be shocked if she withdraws from Wimbledon because it's one of the big four tennis tournaments uh, of the year so we'll see because the big four are what are Wimbledon French Open US Open and what's the other one Australia Australian Open yeah. Australia Open, yeah. I stand with Naomi. It's like, you know, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your financial health, your relational health. All those got to be to some kind of like good standing for you to function well in anything. Doesn't matter if it's a sport, if it's ministry, corporate job, nonprofit, taking care of your family. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you do have to just. Grin and bear it, honestly. But in this case, you know, uh, more power to her. We stand with her. Thoughts and prayers go out to her during this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all facts. facts. Thoughts and prayers go out. Definitely prayers up for her. Oh, yeah. So, moving on to the next topic. Hey, Rogers is not playing in the OTA. Uh, we're supposed to be voluntary practices, but it actually 
not voluntary up to a point. Um, because they're not talking about finding Aaron Rodgers. Um, if he start, doesn't start showing up, um, even um, the Lions' new quarterback Tim Boyle, quote unquote, says what he's doing is not professional. Um, and Red texted this to me a f- couple of weeks ago that there are rumors that Rodgers might be going to another team. Who's that? The Broncos, right? Yep. Yep. Um, um, it was that I think I think they showed the the most um, interest in actually um, picking picking him up. Wow. So, so I know Green Bay wants him still. Uh, Jordan Love doesn't have any beef. Uh, people are doubting Jordan Love's skills. What do you two think about all this? All this drama? Uh, honestly, I, 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 just, I just feel like, you know, uh, Packers should just get rid of him. Because you know he's causing too much tra- too much problems, um. Anyways, and the funny thing is that how people forget, um, that Brett Favre, the one that Aaron Rodgers replaced, had a lot of issues with the Packers too. Okay, um, and so that's the reason why there was a lot of there was a lot of tension between upper management and um, uh, between upper management and um, Favre. And so it was. It was funny that you know uh, they, they they when um, when Aaron had started having um, problems, that's like you know oh we're starting to cycle all over again because for for whatever reason the Packers um, aren't aren't doing uh, don't do well when managing their their best players. Yeah, but uh, but I feel some of this is all Rodgers too because you all, he's also the one that he has one of the best. He's one of the most. QBs with that most in the, in the league, and you got to look at how why he's only won one chip. You can it's say like, you, can, you, you can make the same argument with the uh, Favre because Favre only had one chip too. Yeah, no, no, I was getting, I, I, I was thinking that too. Because but, you know, but and and in, but, my, in my personal opinion, I think Favre was a way better quarterback than Rodgers was. Uh, yes, it, it depends what you're looking at because Favre had a he, he had he had, we talk about dubious records with James Winston with the thirty and thirty year. Favre also had he he made he was in line for I mean at one time he had most the most uh, TDs maybe Brady might pass that uh, the the season but he also had the most interceptions as well he was a gunslinger as well too so he was just throwing the ball over the place and sometimes not caring. When, um, when I, I feel Rodgers is more talented because he also is more mobile along with those throwing skills. So, so he was, he was, even though Brett Favre was a good, a very good quarterback, but um, Rodgers also is very good, but he has more, he had more, he slight, was slightly more talented. Honestly, in my personal opinion, and again, it's just my, it's just my personal opinion. Um, you don't get to be that way without actually having to chuck a few interceptions, but I got you. I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, you know, so you got to look at. So maybe, so maybe, maybe the mansion might have to build, have to look at what they're building around him. But also, Rodgers has to look at what his play is when it comes to the most most important games, especially the playoffs. So you know, we'll see. Is it fair to say that Rodgers should just play the season? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, see, see what happens. See what they put him around and played. Because him holding out, I mean, yeah, like when it comes to NFL, it's not like the other sports where it's easier to force a trade. 
and and with the contracts not being that guaranteed, guaranteed like that, so you can only hold out for so long. <laughs> Eventually, you know, if they have your rights and how 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 much he had, how much long he has on that contract, which I'm not sure. What is is it just this last year or I believe more years? I believe this is the last season um, with yeah, the so. new contract he signed with the Packers. So he might as well play it out and then and then see what happens. Right. That's my personal opinion. Because at this point, like Red was saying, it is distracting um, from just them getting the football. Honestly, it's kind of yeah. like when they're trying to make a big hoopla over um, Tebow. Now that we've seen what it can do, they ain't saying Jack squat. Just put on the muscle and he actually looks decent as a tight end. We'll see still in the regular season. Uh, right. With Rodgers, like, dude, how, how much longer are you going to hold out? Because clearly Green Bay wants you to play and they're going to force your hand. That's what I think is going to end up happening. They're going to force his hand to potentially sit out the rest of the season um, if he doesn't want to play. Because Jordan Love is getting a lot of practice time in. Yeah. So he needs a lot of development. I mean, no, I was saying, no, I was saying he, he might, like I said, he might as well. I mean, they, they picked him up, he's just new, but he might as well just, yeah, they're going to look at him in the preseason, obviously. But if, if you're Brett Favre, your last year, might as well, might as well give, it, give it your best shot and see and see what you, you know, and give it at least, give an honest effort to say, give it my all to the organization before. If you feel like you want to move on next year, then then go ahead, but at least try to play this out. Yeah, sure. makes sense. I mean, push it's good. Oh, it's hey, still getting stupid game. Hey. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's like <laughs> that's like a decade. <laughs> a decade too late. Like, yo, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember those commercials way back, like just around he was retired, like 2000, 2011. They said future, like, like they said uh, in twenty twenty one, because you know he already had gray hair. So in twenty twenty one, they still said they were still making commercials of him playing because of how the Irish think about me. You know what I mean? That was hilarious. I still got it. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I mean, shout out to Brett Favre, but I think, I mean, but besides all jokes aside, even even his, his, his mental state, like in terms of concussion, the concussion thing, I think he's involved in that lawsuit if they didn't settle already. Like immediately as he, as he retired, he, a couple of years or a few years later, he involved himself in that lawsuit. Wow, because he he started his memory started going, going. And yeah, because you know how many times he got cracked over the head over this career. I, mean, I can yeah. only imagine. That was I remember. I remember he was he was yeah he was really from the older era from from ninety three and before. So yeah. yeah, he started in ninety three and retired. So yeah, the concussion, the concussion, the conscious of concussion that they start, it started, it started being a thing the last few years. Like okay, the Brady's, even on the Brady's when he started in two thousand, but yeah, the concussion thing was obviously still somewhat heavy, but it wasn't as you know, as the as the years started going along, they started looking out for that in the late two thousands, going into the two thousand teens. But in the nineties, right. the nineties and before, shoot, yeah, football was rough. It was real rough. In fact, yo, have you guys been looking at the spring league football? Um, no. I'm not, 
it's a literal, it's a literal like another football league. I thought it was college, but it's actual football. It's a TSL league. I didn't know that. Wow, TSL. What is that? Fox, the Spring League. They've been playing on Fox for the past two, three months. I've been watching it here and there, but I was thinking it was like a, a springtime college league, but it's another professional league. I'm like, huh, interesting. It was kind of like the equivalent of the big three. Or like... Um, what they did with the NFL Europe? Yeah, so essentially that's what this is. They have like eight, six to eight teams or something like that. They're currently in their playoffs. So or the, or the XFL or the the A or the that other league, the AC or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that league only lasted a year. <laughs> the XFL is they might be coming back because I know Dwayne Johnson purchased them along with some uh hedge fund investors. Yeah, yeah. hedge investors. So there you might see them come back in 2023. So, you mean, you mean XFL? XFL, yeah, yeah. The XFL, with well, confidence in it, but I don't know. But there was a league before that lasted only a year. I don't know if you guys remember, it started with the AAC something. I forgot. Oh, they, oh, um, uh, uh, the Arena League, yeah, yeah. some really, yeah. It yeah, was arena, arena football, they didn't last long. They were interesting, but they were more gimmicky than anything. Very yeah. gimmicky. I remember as a kid getting excited. Then actually saw him. I mean, it's trash. <laughs> so, yeah. But but say just like I'm, I'm trying to remember the the, the after, just before the NFL started a couple of years ago. It, they they put it on. It was just, just after you know the NFL season. So it was the Arena Football League, like we just said. Or are you thinking of something else? I'm thinking of something else. I'm, I'm trying to. It's, well, it, it, yeah. When that comes back to you, I'm gonna talk about. Yeah. It. So this yeah, is. Yeah. And going back to boxing, Tyson Fury will be fighting Deontay Wilder again. It's confirmed. Itch. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Third match. So what were what were the what was the previous uh, 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 results before? Because I, I know they fought two thousand one and one. But remember, oh, one one. Deontay Wilder was not supposed to fight in a rematch against Tyson Fury. But apparently, Deontay Wilder sued and won to be able to fight Tyson Fury. So that now pushes back Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua's potential match. And basically, Anthony Joshua may or may not fight against the winner of this fight. So it now throws everything into a tailspin of what fans initially wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, but a third match, I mean... It's it's giving me vibes of uh, <laughs> of uh, Roy Jones and, and the other guy. I, f I forgot the other guy. He fought back in the day three times, and Roy Jones lost two of those. Mm. That was even like uh, Triple G and um, great forgetting this thing right now. He just fought like a month or so ago. Like Triple G and that the, the Mexican boxer. They had like I think three matches. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, it came to me. Antonio. That was the guy he he fought three times. He he won the first one technically, but if you really look at the highlights of that, he kind of lost. And then and then Antonio because because Jones was on a streak, and then and then uh the Antonio Tarver challenged him in, in the public. So he said, "All right, whatever." And then they fought. They technically gave win to Roy Jones, and I'm a Roy Jones fan, but he he didn't win that first one. That's why they had to fight again. And then and then they fought again, and then I, I think. Antonio Tarver knocked him out the second time. And then the third time they thought they fought they went the distance, but Antonio Tarver won on points. Wow. It was a dark dark skinned cat. That's like crazy. me. So 
yeah, that's Master Dude. So yeah, that that this kind of gives me <laughs> vibes of that. And Pacquiao is coming back after two years. Again? He's in politics in his native country. So he's he's training right now to fight against Errol Spencer Jr. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw him fight before. I saw him on a uh, couple of Fox matches when they would show them like in the summer and fall. Errol Spencer Jr. is a problem. So I don't know if it's going to be the advantage of youth or the advantage of him being a wily veteran at this point. But yeah, Pacquiao's coming back after two years of not playing. Yeah, so that's yes, I mean that's pretty. Interesting. I mean, uh, Floyd, Floyd is also taking time, time off. So, I mean, if he still has it, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think go for it. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. not? You know, if you still got the old pepper, <laughs> why not go for it? Yeah, yeah. yeah sh- shoot, Mike Tyson is is trying to sol- listen for fights right now at at, at what fifty four or whatever. Yeah, he wants to do an exhibition against Evander Holyfield potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That, that's one of the matches he wants to redeem himself. <laughs> yeah, they fought right. twice. Um, I think that's one and one potentially. I don't remember. Uh, it might, it maybe only because he lost the first one. Was he was automatically disqualified because you know, <laughs> his his name Jada said it best. Well, I don't like you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna fight you. I don't like you. I'm gonna kill you. Fight you. Battle for piece of you. Might do. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, let's move into the NHL playoff standings and let's land this plane. So, so far in the actual conference finals, we have, you guys see my screen, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So we have the Lightning um, made it. They beat their team. I'm not sure who this team is on the left. Who is that? I want to the Canucks. Canadians, Canadians. Canadians, thank you. I thought it was Canucks. Thank you. Canadians. Um, I guess that's Western, Western Conference show, and Eastern Conference it, right? Yeah, they're they're kind of like actually. I just looked it up the other day. They're doing something different this year going forward. They're they're divisions, not conferences anymore. It's East West. At east, west, north, and south. So the Canadians are in the north, from what I learned. So, so how do they match up teams? Is it based on your record? Yeah. Well, okay. Yes. Yeah. So what it is? Okay. So there's there are potentially eight eight teams in each division. There are four divisions, except there's one of the divisions that has seven. They only have thirty one teams. They think they're gonna add another team by next year or so to make it 32, to make it eight, eight in, in all divisions and all four. So the top four from each division make it to the playoffs and then for the first round. And then those teams play and then it comes to the top two teams. Well, I mean, whoever's, whoever's left, it will be the top four teams. So it will be one against four, two against three. And then whoever wins, it will be those those two teams uh, battling in, in, in those divisions. And then whoever wins now from the semifinals go to the, I guess, the I mean, lack of a better term, conference finals. I know there's no conference finals right now. It's just whatever, but the third round. So it'll be one each division moves us with another, with, with another division. So um, so it's, I don't know what the, the North Division, I don't know whether the West Division is and then Tampa, who made it, I think they're in the Southern Division. They'll probably match up with the East Division, which 
it will be the Bruins and whoever's with the Bruins and Islanders, which I, I think that's going to be over. <laughs> well, you think the Bruins are going to beat the Islanders? Uh, I like to be wrong. I like to be wrong about this, but no. <laughs> what do you think the Islanders and Lightning? Lightning are the defending champs, correct? Yeah, because they yeah. beat the Vegas Knights last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat the no, Vegas. Dallas. They beat, I thought they they, beat they Dallas. 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 The Vegas. The, 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 yeah, the Vegas Knights were were in twenty eighteen when they lost to uh, the the Capitals, I believe. So so when it was still the the conferences. So so you know what it is is that you know like, like it, it, when it comes to the Bruins outside of twenty eleven, they have not beaten the Lightning in the playoffs the past couple few years, and so it, yeah. it, it's crazy. And, when it came to in why twenty nineteen hurt so much because they avoided the lightning and they couldn't get the job in twenty thirteen. It was like I know, and I know Rask is hurt right now, but when it comes to the biggest games, it, 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 he 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 doesn't come through. He has not won the last game of playoffs. He he is just it's just like an argument of slow, but he's been the highest percentage goalie saving. But yeah, when it comes to when it really counts, he's he's failed in those spots. And this core team has not done well outside of that one championship in 2011. And let's remember before that, 2011, everybody was down on them too because they blew a 3-0 a lead in to, to the Flyers that they had to redeem for in 2011. So so if if they don't win this, uh, if they don't make a deep run, there's going to be a lot of questions for this core going well, forward. If they don't win tonight, the Bruins are out. Tonight's game six is 3-2. Islander yes. Four. So the Bruins have to win tonight. Yeah. They have, to win the next, they have to win the next two just to at least make it to the conference finals or yeah. whatever they're yeah, the trying to do. Uh, and Farnham just said they struggle against the Lightning several times. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, the Canucks If they make it there. Yeah. So the Canucks are waiting either the Vegas Knights or the Avalanche. Um, the Canadians? <laughs> what was that? You mean the Canadians? He's next. Canadians are waiting. Canadians are waiting. Sorry, thank you, Red. Yeah, the Canadians are waiting. I don't recognize the symbols. I don't watch it as much as I used to when I was a young, yeah. young lad. Um, young lad. So Vegas yeah. Knights are waiting on. I mean, uh, uh, Canadians are waiting on whoever wins Vegas, Vegas Knights in the match. Let me see real quick. It's like the last time they played was the second Avalanche is up 2 0, but that was as of June 3rd. Um, let me see. So I guess game three is coming up. No, wait. Hello. Oh, they played game five. So wait, wait, wait. Let's see. One, two. It's two and two right now, actually. And, two and two. no, it is three, two. Going Game six, game six, yeah. Yeah, so game six is the tenth. Uh yes. tomorrow. Golden Knights are leading too. Yeah, so basically Golden Knights are leading right now. So if they win, they advance and they'll face the Canadians. But never say never, the Avalanche might be able to eke out a win on game six. So anything can happen. Bruins might win and force the game seven, and Avalanche might win tomorrow and force the game seven with the Knights. So it's interesting. We'll see. Uh, I hope so. I hope I'm wrong, but the feeling—the feeling—I'm getting a very cold feeling that 
they, they may they may not advance, or even if they win to because it's giving me it's giving me like the St. Louis Blues feelings of 2019, how they forced the game seven and then they clearly just crapped them. So I hope, I hope I hope they win the next two, but I don't know. That'd be nice. I mean, Ruins they did very well this season, but let's see it again. Hold on with the mighty burning fire. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> And even if they do advance, they're getting past the line. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't built that team to beat them. It's, it's crazy. So they, they're going to have, either way, they're going to have some questions about the score to change some of the score to, to beef them up in certain areas. Yeah. So the, and we have a couple defensemen hurt right now. So that's the more reason why I mean, and, and, and Ras hurt. So that even though they want to put him out there tonight, that's the story. Even though they could still put out the other, well, I forget his name. He's in front of Palau, you know, is the new kid, you know, He's just a good good goalie, but you know they're thinking rest with his if he's not as healthy, you know, as you want him to be, the risk. So with all those injuries, it's very risky. It's very very risky to see what happens to to see if they win. But we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, prove me wrong. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh yeah, this crazy news: Phil Nicholson won. Uh, one of the golf majors a couple of weeks ago. I think he's probably one of the oldest guys to actually win a golf major um, in history, if I'm correct. At 52 or something like that. So that was pretty cool yeah. to win and still play. The fact that he qualified and went all the way through, they were like shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's cool though. Golf in the sports, uh, kind of like baseball, it's not so much age that matters, it's red conditioning. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's everything on my script. You guys have anything that you guys want to talk about before we close the showdown? I'm good. I ain't got nothing else. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> cool, cool. I think it's been a good episode of uh, All Pro Bros. Uh, so, yeah, let's close it down. Still a little spiel. So, for the triple, it's your boy Red. <laughs> That's been another episode of the All Pro Bro Sports Show. Till next time. Deuces. Deuces. Be safe.